It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Washington football with your host of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Welcome. Washington football team fans, listeners, new and old. If you haven't already, please click the subscribe button, rate and review. The show helps us out a lot, helps other fans of the team find us just like you have. When Chris and I are not here at the Locked On Washington football team podcast, you can find Chris over at the Team 980 hosting his radio show with Pete Methurst over there, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time, Monday through Friday, and on the Odyssey app. Also covering the Washington football team for SI.com. You can find me covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over at the Locked On Bucks podcast and in writing for BucksNation.com. Part of SB Nation on Twitter. You can find Chris at WrestleMania621. Find me at DHarrison82 and find the show at Locked WFT Pod. We've got a jam packed episode for you guys today. Uh, some news coming out, a hiring that we're going to talk about. More from John Beck on potential uh, future Washington football team quarterback or NFL quarterback Kyle Trask out of Florida. But first, we're going to kick it off with a very interesting development story report coming from Michael Lombardi uh, that came out on Wednesday. Uh, Washington is another intriguing team. They signed Ryan Fitzpatrick to start at quarterback, but Ron Rivera is making clear that doesn't mean that he's got the job right away. Rivera is saying there will be a competition. Take a listen to what he had to say when asked about the quarterback position. Well, we'll see. Again, um, can't tell you how things are going to unfold once we get into the draft, and, and uh, we're going to react to what's going to happen in front of us. You know, picking where we're picking, um, you know, there's a lot of things can happen. You know, we, we have targets, we have ideas, we have guys that we like, but uh, that always changes just because of the fact that, uh, you know, everybody has a choice. And so you just never know what's going to happen at that point. So Ron Rivera has said, Mike, hey, there was a mistake to not hold the true quarterback competition, giving the job to Dwayne Haskins in part because there was no preseason games. And after four games, he benched Haskins. He was done with them. And now with Fitzpatrick entering his 17th season, he clearly does not want to repeat the mistake. He's got a couple legitimate challengers in Kyle Allen and Taylor Heineke. Now, you did say when Andy Dalton was signed by the Bears, the worst thing a team can do is to fill a position and still need a player for that team. Washington owns the 19th overall pick in the draft. What do you think about what Rivera is saying? I think he's saying exactly what we just said in the prior before he became on. I mean, they're going to wait to that draft. And if Trey Lance starts to slide, they're going to go get his ass. That's what he's saying right there. They're going to go get his ass. We're going to react to what happens in front of us. He's not lying. You know, Ron's just being totally honest. Now, do they want to go up to four and guarantee them that they get Trey Lance? Well, they're probably, you know, Atlanta probably wants two number ones in future years. And, you know, and so it's too expensive. So it's cost effective for them to sit there and wait to see what happens. I'm sure they're engaged in conversations with Atlanta. But I think that that's where they are. I think they want Trey Lance. I think they're willing to go get him. I think they want to do it in a way to where they can maximize their cost minimize their cost. And so the only way you could do that is get on the clock. 
and wait for that draft to start and wait for who goes four, who goes five, you know, who's at six. Maybe I can get to six and, you know, they'll, they'll be willing to move down and I'll give them next year's one and yada, yada, yada and move on that way. So, you know, for me, I, th- I think that they, they want competition. Fitzpatrick's going to be the starter opening day. I don't think there's any doubt about that. He's a better player than Andy Dalton. The reality of this is, is how long can Fitzy go for? And it's the perfect guy. If you dra- Say they draft Trey Lance. And they got Fitzy, you know, and they got Taylor Hanke, and they got uh, Allen, Kyle Allen over there. They got four quarterbacks, right? So they let they let Fitzy start the season off. They redshirt Lance, and they go they go into the year. And, and next year in twenty twenty two, they're ready to go. They got their quarterback for the future. All right, that all sounds good. That's from Adnan Verk and Michael Lombardi of the GM Shuttle Podcast. So, David, I would ask you this. Now, he he did add another comment to that that we did not hear in that particular one where he said, I think Washington is going to be the next team to unload all of their picks to try and get a quarterback. I think they love Lance. Uh, I don't think. I know Washington loves Lance. I think they're willing to go get him. It's kind of like, you know, what he said in addition to what we just heard. So your reaction to that? Uh, I mean, I, you know, I've already been on the record on this show several, several times saying that I think it's a bad idea for this team to trade their future, you know, and mortgage their future for a quarterback in this year's NFL draft, unless you're trading up to get the top guy or even the guy that you consider number two. Now, again, if they consider Trey Lance the second best quarterback in this year's class, then, you know, they see that as, as more, you know, valuable and more worth the move uh, than obviously than I do. I don't view Trey Lance as the number two quarterback in this class. I view him as the number four quarterback in this class but then you look at you know guys like Daniel Jeremiah Bucky Brooks was on your radio show and we played some of that uh, interview on this very show as well and just today I was watching Mock Draft Live and they have Mac Jones going second overall to the San Francisco 49ers which I think is insane Uh, and then they have Trey Lance going fourth to the Atlanta Falcons which kind of fits into this scenario and then Justin Fields goes seventh to the Detroit Lions so I mean when you talk about whether or not this team is going to move up if 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 they move up to number four I'm not going to like the move. And, and I mean, I hope it works out, obviously, you know, from a, from a holistic standpoint. But I, in the initial aftermath, I'm not going to like the move. And I don't think you can redshirt a quarterback that you move up from 19 to 4 to go get. Like, that's a great thing to say. But I think in the reality of the situation, we saw it with the Miami Dolphins and Ryan Fitzpatrick already went through this. When you trade that much for a quarterback, you're doing it because you think that's the leader of your franchise. You don't leave the leader of your franchise sitting on the sideline because you can't lead from the sideline as a quarterback in the National Football League. Yeah, it's really interesting that you mentioned the Fitzpatrick Miami situation. I mean, he said all over, you know, the place that he was just guaranteed an opportunity to compete. But then Ron Rivera comes out and says, no, 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 he's the number one guy. If you're Ryan Fitzpatrick and you hear this rumor, I'm on the phone with Ron being like, "Uh, wait, is this serious? Like, are we going to do this again? Because of what you just said which is, and Tua was more ready to play, I think, in the NFL than certainly Trey Lance's, who played one game in the last year and a half. I don't quite honestly get this whole fascination. I think 19 to four or five is a huge jump, and you have to surrender a lot of assets when you still have some fairly significant holes. I know we'll touch on this more in another episode, but we just wanted to address this issue uh, and report off the top here uh, because it is important and obviously it factors into where this team is heading. All right, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast. David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. And you guys know we've been telling you about rockauto.com forever. 
because rockauto.com is just awesome. They're ready for awesome. All right, anyway, point. They're awesome. Uh, you're going to get a great experience, and you're not going to have to leave your couch in order to do it. Whether you have an old car, a new car, a foreign car, or a domestic car, whatever brand, whatever make, whatever model, whatever you need for that car, something vanity, something major, fuel pump, whatever you might need, why go to those big auto parts superstores where they have all the big overhead? You've got to pay them top tier prices because they don't know who you are. Well, rockauto.com is going to treat everybody the same. They're going to treat you with the same reliably low prices as they're going to treat the mechanic down the street or the mechanic in California for all of that matters. Uh, again, rockauto.com is the place you want to go uh, from your couch, from your kitchen table, heck, from your bed. Wherever you order from rockauto.com, it's going to be better than going to those big auto parts superstores. And when you go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes of the Lots On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts back. Now for segment two here at the Locked On Washington football team podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell. And we've got more of Chris's interview with former Washington quarterback John Beck talking this time about NFL prospect quarterback Kyle Trask out of Florida. All right, back here with John Beck, former Washington quarterback. And, of course, again, you can check him out and his group. They are doing tremendous stuff getting quarterbacks like Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Kyle Trask, KJ Costello, and others ready for the NFL draft. And in terms of biomechanics, train3dqb.com. Train3dqb.com is where you can find out more uh, from John. So we we talked about Zach Wilson and Justin Fields. I wanted to ask you about Kyle Trask from Florida, because certainly that's a name that's popped up for a potential Washington quarterback. What do you what do you like about Kyle and 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 the system that he's coming out of? And and again, is he quote unquote pro ready or whatever that means nowadays? There's a lot of things I like about Kyle Trask. Let me just tell you this: he was so consistent in the way that he worked, the way that he prepared every day. Uh, whoever gets Kyle Trask is going to get great value. He's a great, great person, super hard worker. Um, I shared this with every single team that I spoke to. Like they would ask me about my guys and I would just say, look, I'm, I'm telling you, like, don't sleep on Kyle Trask. Like the reality is if that guy's team had found a way to beat Alabama, which they almost did, right? Like mm-hmm. you can argue that that interception that the linebacker had as a linebacker strong safety had in his hands and then took that shot and fumbled it. You could say that that play swung the momentum of the game. I mean, if Florida wins that game and doesn't stumble against LSU, you could very well say he may be the Heisman Trophy winner of this year. And if you go back just, you know, 10 years ago, everything that Kyle possesses, his height, his size, his ability to drive the ball downfield, his production in the SEC, 
he was putting together a Joe Burrow numbers type year in the SEC, and that won Joe Burrow the Heisman Trophy. Now, granted, they went undefeated, but Kyle is well accomplished. Uh, he did it at a at a super high level, and he played with NFL talent all over the field. So when you look at somebody that you say, is it going to transition to the NFL? Well, think of some of those games that he played in. Both sides of the ball are going to be putting out tons of NFL draft picks. Right. So he's a guy that I have a lot of confidence in, also because of the way that he works, right? He's got this workmanlike attitude. I'm just going to put my hard hat on. I'm just going to grab my lunch pail. I'm going to go to the field, and I'm going to grind. And when I step off the field – my shirt's going to be soaked, and I knew I gave it everything I got. And I think coaches are going to love that quality about Kyle. I mean, I know a lot of teams that they're already like, kind of like, yeah, you know, we got our eyes on him. Like we, you know, depending on where he falls, but like we see some teams potentially once that first run of quarterbacks happen, Kyle may very well be the guy that a lot of teams are just not talking a lot about in public or to the media. But behind closed doors, a lot of teams have their eyes on Kyle. Who do you, um, if there's an NFL comp that comes to your mind, who, who do you think he like reminds you of? Wow. You know, uh, I mean, there's some, like, there's some guys that I look back at, like when I was young in the league that were kind of the prime guys, right. I I look at like a Carson Palmer, right. Mm -hmm. Just that frame, that ability to drive the ball, uh, you know, statistically threw a lot of touchdowns, um, you know, I mean, you, you could say almost from like a production standpoint, very similar, did like different era of the game because in terms of what teams do now with the numbers sure. uh, and how they've been able to raise completion percentages based off of things in the RPO game. But I look at some of those molds. Uh, I mean, even to a degree, he's not going to move around as much as Ben Roethlisberger, but I look at some of those throws that he can just push the ball downfield to some of those big targets and, and, and have them make plays. I just think from, you know, it's hard to not compare them to those guys when you see body type. Kyle's six foot five, 240 pounds. He actually is very quick in his initial movements within the pocket. He's not like a, a heavy footed statue in the ground in the pocket. He's actually going to be quick on those initial movements. It's just not once full out on the edge. Is he going to take off on some big, you know, big strider runs and take off running? But I can promise you he's really strong in the pocket. His, his ability to see and process things. Like when I go through his tape and what he was doing and on his offense, I think he's going to be well prepared for getting an offense and relating it saying, Oh yeah, this is kind of like what I did here. This is like what we did here. And they were pretty innovative with some of the things they did at mm-hmm. Florida. Like I love stealing things from these guys during the pre-draft of just things that I like to hold on to. Um, and uh, man, they did some really cool things out of some of their bunch sets and different uh, concepts and ideas that they were running. I liked it a lot. Uh, and, and one of the last quarterbacks I wanted to ask you about is KJ Costello. Uh, again, you know, not a guy that's getting a, a whole lot of run, but how do you kind of see him, um, maybe evolving in, in into the NFL and, 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 and what do you like about him and, and maybe a thing that he's got to work on, you know, to succeed at the next level. So the thing about KJ is he started young as a freshman at, um, at Stanford and, mm-hmm. They were so excited for him. Like I knew some guys within the program there. They were so excited for KJ's future. He went out, had a stellar sophomore year. I think he threw like 28 or 29 touchdowns. He had JJ Ortega Whiteside that was there that ended up being a second round pick for the Philadelphia Eagles. They had guys that were there. And then going into the next year, there was injuries. There were some things that he had to deal with. And for for reasons we're not going to jump into, but some of the coaching decisions that they made with some other quarterbacks and whatnot, KJ felt like it was his best to be able to move on and go somewhere else. 
Now, they started out the season with that big win at LSU, right? And all of a sudden, KJ Costello was like the Heisman front runner, right? Mm -hmm. And then they had some struggles, right? And I know that there's a lot of things that KJ can, if he was doing the interview, say, yeah, I wish I could have done that better. I should have done that better. Maybe I tried too hard in that circumstance. And then there's more injuries, right? The number one thing that I felt like has hampered KJ is that after that sophomore year, he always had to battle injuries. Mm -hmm. Now he's worked his butt off to this point, but the thing that's cool right now that I hope teams understand is for the first time in a few years, he's getting to feel really healthy as he's gone through these pro days, you know, word back to us is that he says, I feel good. This is what it felt like my sophomore year. This is what it felt like before I had this shoulder issue before I had this hip thing, right? It's so hard for athletes of any sport to play through injuries. And it's sure. even harder when they play through an injury and things don't go well, right? Like you take not only a physical beating, but there's a mental and emotional beating that happens too, because you're putting yourself out there to play injured. And you may be playing at 75%, giving it your all. And when things don't work, guess what? The finger still gets pointed at you, right? And that's tough. So I'm so proud that KJ's battled to this point and he's got to where he's got. Is he most likely going to be an undrafted free agent that goes to some team at camp? Yes, and he knows that. And he's fine saying, if that's the way I go in, that's the way I go in. I like his mentality because he's worked really hard to get to this point. And I think, I mean, I just had a conversation with the team after his pro day that said, wow, I'm, I'm impressed. I didn't think I was going to see the ball jump out of his hand like that. Not, and they didn't know how injured he was when he was playing. So for them to feel like, oh, wow, so this is him healthy, that was intriguing for them. And I hope that there's more teams like that, that, that know what he was as a sophomore. They know what he's battled through and they say, hey, like, let's give him an opportunity. One quick follow-up, and then I, I got to ask you about a couple of things from your time here in Washington. Does the biomechanics and the things that you guys are working on, does that help a guy either not get injured as much, or does it, if a guy is banged up with whatever, shoulder, elbow, forearm, whatever it might be, is there ways that you can kind of teach ways around that so that they can be more efficient and more fluid and more free, or, or is it two separate things? Well, it depends on the injury, right? If somebody's coming off of a, a severe injury, we have to work a lot with their physical therapist, the people that did if it's a surgery, right? So those cases are a little bit different, right? Because mm -hmm. there's a delicate process that goes to get them back to where they were. Are there guys that their mechanics can lead to soreness, strain, fatigue, potential injury? Absolutely. Right. A lot of guys, you'll hear the phrase camp arm, like, mm -hmm. Oh, I got, I got camp arm. My arms hanging. Right. Well, like depending on where that pain is, is it dull? Is it sharp? Is it lasting? Is it like, does it stay with you all the time? Does it always flare up after throwing? Like all of those things. Yes. There are some things that you can do biomechanically, from like weight distribution to posture to, you know, the speed at which you come out of your sequence, the, the position you're in when you initially engage in your sequence, all of those things. Yes, they all matter, right? And there's no perfect science to, that can be applied to everybody, right? What sometimes fits one body doesn't necessarily fit others. So it all has to kind of like fit within their body. But there are guys like we help a lot of quarterbacks that as they go through these seasons, right? How are they managing their arm? How do they take care of their arm? Mm -hmm. What exercises are they using throughout the season so that when they need to draw on their arm, it's there and it's ready. Like we always say, you have to put in what you want to get out, but anytime you take out, you got to put back in. And I know that that might leave some people going like, wait, did he just say, but this is the truth, right? Uh, you always got to be aware of that in and out process that's happening with your arm, your body, all of that.
All right, so once again, that was John Beck talking with Chris about uh, Florida quarterback Kyle Trask. We've got more coming from John Beck. Like Chris has said, this is going to be a multiple episode series of interview uh, snippets on the Lockdown Watch Football Team podcast. So if you haven't heard any of the other stuff that he said about uh, Justin Fields and some other topics, go back and listen to some of those episodes uh, previous to this one, and you can hear all the great things that John had to say, really a lot of interesting stuff. And there's a lot of interesting stuff also going on at our friend's website, betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football games may not be happening, but the NFL draft is right around the corner. Plenty of prop bets to come up, possibly even. Will the Washington football team trade up in the first round? That could be a prop bet that pops up over there. But even if you don't want to bet on those prop bets, you've got NBA action, hockey, baseball going on. They've even got you covered for awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline.ag has you covered for all your news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. When you make your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on that deposit. Again, that's promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag betonline your online sportsbook experts hey guys it's joe marino being around sports media and a fan of the buffalo bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience what if the seahawks let marshawn run on the one yard line with the super bowl on the line or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, Dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, the NFL Draft is just weeks away. It's time to start following our Locked On NFL Draft Duo. If you're not already doing so, it's the Draft Dudes podcast, and they watch every prospect so you don't have to. The Locked On NFL Draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts like... The Washington football team, Locked On Washington football team podcast with David Harrison and myself as we welcome you back for our final segment together, David. Yeah, in our final segment, Chris, we're going to talk about something that actually broke over 24 hours ago, most likely by the time you're listening to this episode, depending on what time. Like if the sun is up, this news is actually probably about 24 hours old. As a Washington football team hired Natalia Durantes, Durantes, I'm not really sure how to pronounce that as of right now. I believe it's Durantes. Durantes, there you go. So Natalia Durantes, if we're correct there, as the coordinator of football programs, uh, according to the release, she will report directly to head coach Ron Rivera, who connected with her uh, on the NFL Women's Career in Football Forum. And, and I can tell you right now from covering the Buccaneers that that is a forum that has sparked quite a few careers, uh, including uh, a couple of members of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' own staff. Uh, Dur- Durantes, right? Yep. Is going to be working with the coaching staff and football operations and will serve in a chief of staff type of role. Uh, she's worked as a recruiting coordinator previously for uh, Jimbo Fisher there at Texas A&M and has also worked in social media capacities with the NFL itself as well as the Arizona Cardinals and Arizona State. She is an Arizona State grad, as am I. 
So obviously I give this hiring, Chris, an A++, but there's also another reason that people are talking about this hiring as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I didn't know that. How about that? <clears throat> you learn something new every day. Uh, she's the first Latina in this role. Uh, so congratulations to her. Uh, one other quick story about this. Ron Rivera not only talks the talk, but he walks the walk. I mean, he is obviously very, very, very big and keen on promoting women, women's sports, women athletics, giving them opportunities. So congratulations uh, to Natalia. And one other quick thing. Uh, um, you know, I, I know from people down at Texas A&M uh, and, 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 and stories that I've heard already uh, on uh, on Wednesday that they gave her a lot of credit for what was the organization, the atmosphere, the the planning around Jimbo Fisher's Texas A&M program. So who knows? Maybe Kellen Mond will join Natalia up here in Washington. I don't know. Uh, that, that could be very interesting. And obviously, it's a move that had a lot of people talking. Uh, and unfortunately, not just for the good reasons. I, we actually had a follower of the Locked on Watch Football Team podcast Twitter page, and, and I'm assuming a listener, so maybe that person is hearing uh, this episode as well, come when I, I retweeted the news and, and congratulated her on Twitter and everything else and uh, made a snarky comment. I'm not, I don't remember exactly what it is, but basically it was geared at basically this is a, a PR move. Uh, by the Washington football team to just hire either a minority or a female or both. However, you know, that individual felt like this move yeah. was made. And, and here, here's what I'll tell you guys. Um, you know, my response to that person was, oh, you know, tell me more about your opinion on how this person is unqualified for the position that she just got hired for, because obviously there's a reason you think she doesn't deserve this job. And either that either that's you just think this is a PR move. Well, if you just think this is a PR move, yes. then again, tell me why she's not qualified for the position. And I, unsurprisingly didn't get a response because the response is not to be there because this is not a person who's looked at Natalia's resume, her work history and her, her qualifications uh, to make the comment that they made. Now, listen, I'm not naive enough, Chris, and I don't believe that you are because you've been around this business in the world just, you know, as much as I have or a little bit longer even to think that there aren't situations where people do actually do things purely for the aesthetics of it, the PR move of it. I got it. But that doesn't mean that every move, guys, is made for those reasons. And to come at somebody and to come at a move just, you know, with that with that type of a lens, uh, I would recommend anyway, and I'm not going to tell you what to do. You're all grown people, but I'm, I would recommend that you uh, you shift your view on life if that's how you go. Most recently, Chris, Carlton Davis of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, there was a, a Twitter saga that went down with him. If you don't know about it, you can find it or you can go listen to Lockdown Bucks podcast, our episode that dropped Wednesday. We go into it and, you know, several different conversations. Um, I'm a little bit new to this fan base, so I will tell all of you, I am, I am more than open to having conversations with people on social media. But as soon as you turn dark, as soon as you turn nasty, the conversation is just going to be over. I'm just not going to engage with it because I don't feel like bringing that type of energy into my life. If you want to have conversations, I'm more than open to conversations. But if you're going to come at me or at the the Locked On uh, Washington Football Team podcast Twitter with negativity, please have some ammunition to back up that negativity. I'll listen to you all day as long as you have the supporting facts. Uh, but if you don't and you're just trying to be nasty, find another Twitter account because I'm not going to engage with it. Yeah, I think that's well said. And I'm not really going to touch that because I completely support what you just said. Uh, totally. Uh, and whoever this person was, uh, listen, the easy thing to say is they're just doing this for a PR release. The fact of the matter is, is yes, that doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. Nobody's going to deny that. That's not why she got the job. Again, I just relayed what I heard from people about the atmosphere and the culture at Texas A&M. That's exactly what Ron was looking for to replace a guy like Paul Kelly, who he fired a couple of weeks ago. 
All right, so David, we finish up on the Locked On Washington football team podcast today with another new initiative that the team did, and I'm sure this didn't get as much negative reaction, if you will. The Washington football team launched a Fan Ambassador Network, or the acronym FAN, F-A-N, and basically what it is is they're looking for a diverse, a diverse group of fans that are chosen by an executive board, including Doug Williams, in seven different categories to kind of make recommendations and to kind of be the voice of the fan and represent, again, the fans in these seven different categories. They even made the Today Show with this. Uh, they're taking uh, nominations. I don't know about you. This seems to me like they genuinely want to hear from fans and they care what fans fans say that doesn't mean they're always going to do what they want but they genuinely care yeah definitely and i think the fans should appreciate the opportunity to con- to converse or exchange ideas with their favorite franchise again they're not going to just do what everybody says uh but the opportunity to influence your franchise uh trust me i've covered every every team in the nfl in some sort some way shape or form and not every team in the nfl actually cares uh enough to do something like this with their fan base Yeah, no doubt about it. We will have more on this initiative as we go along and as we get more uh, information. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. For David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. Again, thanks for listening and downloading and sharing. This is the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.